Are we, are we going? Let's do it. Are we recording? Oh yeah, What's I'm, happening? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. Looks like a- is it worse than 311? Huh? Talking about uh, talk about what? Talk about motherfucking silver about Pearl chair. Jam. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I was listening to. Yeah, it was silver Nirvana chair. It wasn't Pearl too. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, upon examination of uh, some of their later music, uh, that was actually a very good choice. and uh, Worked way better with what they... Uh, oh, with the Nirvana thing? Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I have opinions, but I mean, like... <laughs> About how the, how they went with their band, uh, I actually think kind of good on them. I kind of do too. Because... To be honest, I kind of do too. The digger, the more I dug deep into it, I was like, well, they could have just stayed in that lane, but they tried it. They tried something different, at least. And there is some. Right. There's something interesting going on. It's not my shit at all. It sounds bad. Well, you had to, to do me. something else. Uh, yeah. After well, whatever, 1999 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, f- for me, because. All right, all right. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, for let's a not second. get ahead. You guys listen to the you you guys listen to this band, right? When I remember you, when, when, they, were, first, when they were out. first first came out, and it was like my entire life was just like you know obsessed with like Nirvana and all those kind of bands, but particularly Nirvana. And uh, I mean, I was just deep into that. And then there's this. Then like I have a guitar, and I'm like, you know, I'm into that. And I know the power chord. And that really like my so that's like my whole life at like the moment and then this fucking video comes out of these kids like my age like a year older playing in a band i mean it was just that was the coolest thing ever man I, you know of course i went out and bought that <laughs> immediately everyone i knew had that and i thought it was the greatest thing ever and then i don't really remember anything other than like being into that and then like um like the second my album came, second out, album came out of my seventh grade birthday party. <laughs> I got that for my birthday from someone at the birthday party. We listened to that and played Twisted Metal 2. And like we're like, this is pretty good. It's not as good, but Fuck like yes. this is all right. And uh, <laughs> I guess like before I forget this, I should just go <clears throat> into this. Um, I had a pretty interesting experience getting ready for the show. Right as I was setting up, I popped on a video for the song. Uh, what was that song called? Tomorrow? Abuse Me? Abuse Me. And oh, I hit play and I instantly was like, oh, I fucking remember this song. This was on that second album. Like I was like in my room drinking Surge in the basement <laughs> of my parents' house playing PlayStation <laughs> 1. I thought you were going to say Syrup. No, <laughs> Surge. Like, syrup. Specifically this Pop Surge. I could taste when I heard it. Like it was that specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Nerds It's like candy. the alternative to Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was deep into the Dew, but then Surge was like, you know, like when they came out with That's Oxy. Popular. You know, it was like this is the worst for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. The Oxycontin of, I was like, you're into Vicodin, you're going to love this shit. Yeah, but, I think they uh, don't sell that anymore. Well, I they came back came with back. it. They brought it, it back. back. And I, haven't never, I haven't tried it because I don't think it could ever be like I remember. Don't go back, Maybe man. I will someday. It's like, it's like bringing back Ecto Cooler. <laughs> yeah, I was deep <laughs> in Ecto Cooler, too, which apparently was just high C. I, we might have talked about this on the podcast. Or I think it was green tangerine flavored. Okay. Oh, the so high C tangerine yeah. flavor. Forgot about that. I'm, I don't know. I, th- I think I think it's specifically. Someone told me it was regular flavor. high C, but just green, and I thought it tasted different. So that makes me feel better. Green tangerine, yeah, of course. Um, that'd be a good band name, Green Tangerine. It's a. It's a it could be a tangerine yeah. dream kind of thing, but like you're calling yourself Green Tangerine. <laughs> that, might, that. that might be a thing we'll do. Uh, anyhow. That's maybe a song. We could probably just join Tangerine Dream the way Tangerine Dream works now. Well, that I guy's mean, you could just sad, right? But they have a. Uh, I think his kid or it's, somebody. There's still some people. And it's not, I don't. I don't even know if it's his kid. 
Yeah, maybe. I think it's just like fans. Because they made albums after he he couldn't he he didn't even play on the last few I don't think. Well, he rules. I mean, whatever. Great band. Uh, anyhow, so I was listening to Abuse Me, and uh, I hear the riff, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I totally kind of copied this song. And uh, there was a Cut. song on the first John first. <laughs> I think it's on the first John Stokes album. It might be on the second one. Not like if you, it's not like the song at all, but there's a riff in it. That's like the center of the song. That's sure. totally like it was. Um, like it's a song called "The Jaundice Babies." I think it's on the first John Stokes. But dude, it that's might one be of my song. favorites. Yeah, yeah dude, it's instrumental. And I I wrote it after I watched the Fugazi movie Instrument when I had the flu. I borrowed it from Sean on VHS and watched it in my bedroom. And uh, I guess I was just trying to like rip off that vibe. Like specifically, it was like I want to do kind of something like that. And then. I think, and I had I had not listened to Freak shows, and this was like in two thousand five, probably, and so I hadn't listened or six maybe, and I hadn't listened to Freak Show since nineteen ninety seven for sure, but somewhere in my head, I think that riff was like just in there because I like that song, and then here's a it's so listen to them back to back, and you, it's it's undoubtedly influenced by that somehow okay. unconsciously. I, I, I totally had not thought, I never thought, but I was like, this sounds like something, and then the fucking middle part even kind of sounds like some of the stuff i was doing and i don't know how i could remember that that might be here's the thing it's weird man i I had a note about this and this is why i'm gonna i'm gonna defend you i'm gonna try and make you feel a little bit better about your uh your teenage writing process or what are your developmental years as a musician 20 (laughs) 21 that's fine okay this podcast is actually Uh, an intervention here's the thing (laughs) i literally wrote it down where the fuck is it uh silver chair has all of the riffs these guys play every stereotypical riff fucking out there in their first like two three albums they're just like hey man check out this riff that's badass and a lot of other shit and you you, and you just you can't fucking place it necessarily but like they have all of the fucking simplistic fifth chord guitar riffs that you can fucking write for alternative yeah it's just real middle of the road fucking they 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 play them. It's cool. That uh, abuse me though, man. That's kind of a cool song. I even like when I put it on. Then I was like, this is pretty good. Like uh, for Silverchair, well, you know, for sl- second album, Silverchair. It's actually you a good saw. Song. I was listening to it when when you when you got on the chat. Right, I had cool. it streaming on the chat. Right, I don't even remember it. Like, yeah, from, I can't remember it now. Either. It's ago. totally it like, is generic. That's but how it was kind of cool. About like, all their stuff. Yeah, you're just like yeah, ah, like yeah, yeah. except. Except tomorrow, which is a, a fucking classic song, I think, yeah. and uh, I think that's so what they, I, they had. They had like this one really fucking good idea, and that's yeah. cool. I can't remember which one tomorrow was either. It's um, look that. It's sing the, it. It's the song that you just play an A chord and then you play through a D chord. It's like the song of somebody <laughs> who just learned to play guitar, which is what's awesome about it because it is. That's so really juvenile. the only song yeah, I, I mean, remember because. I had Frog Stomp, but I don't remember any of the other songs. On the I remember album. their song called Madman because it was instrumental, and I thought it was so fucking cool they had a song with no singing. And I'd like never encountered cool. that in any of the oh, music no I shit. listened to. And it was oh, like, yeah. bum, bum, and then it slows down. This is all from memory. I haven't heard it in like oh, 20 that kind years. Of, yeah. 30 years, however old I was. How old am I? 30, oh, like 25 years. I might, I, I, that song made, was like such a big Oh yeah, I know this song. Yeah. It's such a big deal because my buddy. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. 
We still don't know what he's saying there. I never turning it off. But that song rules. And then I I was also watching them playing that on like MTV Live, and it got to the just recently when I was getting ready for the show. And uh, the middle part where it goes, yeah, that was like a big deal to learn that. He didn't play it; he just did the rhythm part. Oh, for real? Like you? That's like the whole reason I man means that song means something to me. Like it was something that was too hard to like. You you need two guitar players to do that part, so we don't do it live. (laughs) Fuck, I mean anybody could do that. I'll do it right now on the podcast. It's just like a little F chord. I could, yeah. Yeah, it's shit. Just that, exactly. I remember some kid, an older kid, showing me that, and it was like, "Holy shit!" Like that song, I probably learned like five or six different moves. Like you said, like that's good shit to learn because it has all the riffs in it. And, if you do uh, that, so, you could play like ten different songs. You know, I never, I never had any Silver Chair. Nobody I knew listened to Silver Chair. I, I, I was listening to the first album and the second album. I was like, "Oh, I know, I know that song. I know that song." And, and there are definitely songs that I, I knew. But I felt like it was just the band that I didn't out of those like, hey, grunge and alternative is popular now. Here's a bunch of radio grunge and alternative bands. Uh, I I just didn't buy it. It wasn't the one I got. You know, I had like a Toadies CD and I had like Everclear and uh, Better Than Ezra. And they're all pretty similar bands, you know, about the same fucking time, about the same attitude. But. Uh, I did I, that first album a has a ton 90, of fucking songs. Ninety six, ninety seven uh, list right there. Yeah, Russia. but what I, I when I was listening to it, I was like, oh fuck, man, you know what? Is this band gonna turn into Nickelback? Because this sounds like right. some fucking like That's it could, could almost be some way. puddle of mud Nickelback. And then when you get to the later albums, it's like, oh wait, you know what? They're kind of like an indie rock band. <laughs> fucking uh and. I forget that they're Australian. Yeah. So their later stuff actually is kind of like, oh man, you guys kind of sound like you're on the forefront of that fucking uh, Australian psych rock, uh, Tame Impala bullshit. And uh, I kind of wish they would have kept going to some degree because that last album they put out was almost in that direction. Not that I liked any of it. Dude, I agree. I was very, I I, I really... I didn't like that they where they went. I think they got progressively worse, but I was really happy that it didn't turn into Nickelback because after well, only hearing that band on the radio and going back and listening to ever, I listened to all of this band. Fucking uh, it right away. I was like, "Ooh, '90s alternative is almost Nickelback." It is. Yeah, the they're like of Nickelback. Mm-hmm. What did you think of um, that last album? I thought it was. I was really surprised at like. It was like sort of glam, but also I saw I read one review. They were like, "This is grunge's Sergeant Pepper," and I was like, "Bullshit! I gotta check this shit out." And it's a terrible way to describe it. It's awful, but (laughs) his his the thing I have to say is like I'm not into the sound of it and the songs too much, but there's a lot of weird melodic choices on there. There's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, like the shit that you wouldn't expect, and it kind of took me by surprise a lot of the time. Just I think I feel like he took a left turn when he should have gone right or like when you would expect a right turn or something. And that's why I was that's where the positivity comes from. Like, oh, okay, that's interesting. What I what I think when I first album, 
teenage grunge kids cool whatever second album all of a sudden they bring in all this overproduction shit that also makes me wonder if the guy can't fucking play right. uh and it start it gets a bunch of fake strings and shit on it and you're like what is this is this still the same band shit. by the third yeah by the third third album i was literally like is this even the fucking band the anymore third mm-hmm. album though is like where they almost are like nickelback like uh I, yeah i remember that being really bad and i is checked that the ballroom out a couple one? songs from that yeah, and that like Neon the year two thousand song. Yeah, that's really oh, fucking bad. Fuck, man. I forgot about that's that offensive. one, dude. I remember being like offended when I heard that. I'm like, man, this mm-hmm. and that almost is like in the verge of like a Nickelbackish thing. It's just so that's dumb, a really you bad know? song. But then I there's also the anorexia that. song, and I, I, fucking I, I guy. Didn't even notice that one. <laughs> okay, so the guy had he's anorexic, which is like you know, and you're like I guess that's a fucked up thing that could happen to you. At the time, you know, I got to admit, we were we were dogging this. It's not really something you associate with men. So at the time, you know, being a, a teenage boy, you know, we were really well, thinking, what and, a and also like being a superstar. You're telling like a bitch. superstar this guy is like his his main what his main fucking, fucking uh, medical is. medical condition is, is that he won't eat. Yeah. And he's a superstar that's like super famous and rich and shit. No, so. he can be sympathetic to what, you know, I mean, these guys, these poor kids became famous at like you know 14 or 15 or whatever because they like got big you know they won some kind of test in australia they re-recorded that song you can hear the original version it's way rougher in a kind of cool way um but then uh he had the but to okay so like i'm sympathetic to that now but to put the lyrics in a song (laughs) about anorexia write a song about your battle with anorexia and you put in the fucking song when it's called anna's song which is already you're really fucking pushing it all right, you're really fucking pushing it by calling it Anna's song. That's not. That's fucking pretty lame. Is that a John Denver? He reference? has a lyric. The the lyric is when Anna wrecks your life. So even has half the word, and that's too fucking far, man. That's like some shit you think of in the shower and you let it go. Like that is like like. Uh, that's so fucking corny, man. Also, like an, I, love, I, I love you to the bone. What was that? Another lyric is, it? I love you to the bone. Pay someone to write songs for you if you're going to oh, do shit. Oh, that's a bone. <sighs> the one that I wrote down, so there's two that I wrote down, because the first one, it was. I think it's later, but it doesn't matter. Your your life is an open cold sore. What? Gotta get out the cream. And that, I think that's from the first album even, right? Get that sounds sure. like the first album. That's okay, and then, though. If you're like- and, then there's, and then another song on the second album is, Seems it's in style to need the cold sore cream. Yeah, um, I do remember well, that. Mm-hmm. that is a There's a lot of cold sore talk. Well, when you get them, they just you know you don't get rid of them. They, they you keep coming the rest of your life every so often. <laughs> right. So it's a. I I get them, but I've never written a song with. about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like writing a song of like there's. It's just that it comes up again and again. It's kind of That's kind of, and the way it comes up is kind of like, oh, clearly got <laughs> not, find, not since, lyricists. These guys. Can uh, can you get an editor? Some, you know, yeah, get a you? guy, man. Maybe that's Please. what they're doing on the new one, though. That's you know, um, yeah. I heard only a couple songs. I heard the one Ty sent, and I heard one that was called, I think it was called Straight Lines, and that to me did not sound like Tame Impala. It sounded more like uh, some kind of fucking uh, like train or some bullshit like that. Oh yeah, uh, sure. I I was like really like this is what you guys fucking did. It kind of broke my heart. Like I thought we were together. On some journey oh, if you go back, back in and, 1996, uh, and you, you're fucking doing this fucking drops of Jupiter shit. 
it, it definitely has some of that and they definitely don't they can't really get rid of it but that last album has less of that than the previous two i i'd say and and it it starts to sound more like a bad spoon type yeah. of album yeah which i'll take a bad spoon album over a good nickelback album or a good puddle of mud album mm. uh because i don't know if there a, are those things what about a good 311 album mm. let's just get right into that well you know I'm, I'm here's a hard the thing time with that question I am well, too. I was thinking about it today. Three Eleven's like, fun. Three Eleven's fun. Three Eleven has their own fucking style. Uh, even if it is derivative of several other styles, and it is like a really piss poor, bad amalgamation, like confusing white boy appropriation fuck fest. Uh, they got a groove. They're they're dancey. You know, every now and then the drummer busted out. P Funk every now and then slaps that bass kind of quick and makes some good little fucking riffs. Uh, he can throw down a fucking solo man uh just overall fucking 311 did so much more than Silverchair ever fucking could um that that's saying i i mean i guess really when you say a good 311 album uh, you're talking about the blue album right i mean it's it, that's got to be it which one it's, is it's that? blue album or like i don't which know sound songs on it it's i think that's like herb. sound system I, or oh, the three eleven. Yeah, I got you. I the one I liked was that yeah. live album, man, because that's what we used to listen to and uh, hit the water bong back in junior high, or not junior <laughs> high. That was probably ninth grade, I think. Ninth or tenth probably grade. No, you could just call it a bong. Tenth grade. It was a water. It was a graphics water bong that my, our friend Adam had. You know, Adam. Like a plastic one? Yeah, like a plastic one. It was such a big deal. He <laughs> I, bought it from someone on the baseball team, and like we went over to his house. How big was it? And, Oh, it's probably like a foot. It was like a footer. Okay. All right. It was pretty legit. I mean, for all, it was like a big deal that he got this. Like, we all went to his house, like, after school. To, like, And I remember, like, it was the first time I got the munchies. And uh, I got like, a really big. <laughs> I remember he had these frosted animal crackers. And I never knew they made frosted animal crackers. I only had the bullshit regular-ass animal crackers. And I was like this is the best fucking thing I've ever had. <laughs> like this is the, cause, cause like I smoked weed when I was like 14 and I got caught and like, I didn't do it for like a year. Cause my parents had like, they like really smartly strategically placed like a drug test in their sock drawer. So that I would like come upon it and just know they had it maybe, or maybe they just, maybe they weren't even that clever, but in my mind I was like, this could be a trick. <laughs> so maybe your dad they never actually used it they never actually used it i think it was a decoy they know how the stoner right. thinks <laughs> yeah exactly like paranoia so i didn't do it for like a year and then when he got this water bong i was like fuck it dude let's i'm gonna do it again <laughs> and so i got try so that water fucking bong. high and then ate all these uh frosted animal crackers and listened to 311 that's what i remember <laughs> listen to live 311 Getting the and was it better than was I was it like, than I was like 311 is actually really it's pretty good man <laughs> I mean you totally to misjudged back. this band these guys are cool <laughs> I didn't you know it's because they said chill at the chill. beginning of their song that I just really kind of couldn't take them seriously but I thought it was lame uh, the first time I heard it and it was only after like me too. weed and I was like oh they sing about weed like this is pretty and I like, <laughs> I like yeah well, maybe it is okay for like a white guy to sing like this like yeah maybe that is cool <laughs> Everything like maybe you know I didn't think like maybe I can do this. Luckily, that didn't occur to me. But my 
so yeah like also my early opinion of silver chair was oh it's these kids that kind of look one one kind of looks like a little baby kurt cobain and uh they won a contest and then all of a sudden they got brought over to be american fucking grunge fucking that's how their first album got produced was they won some like local contest well, i, I don't know in Australia, i think they won yeah. like a contest in australia and like but i don't know if that necess- that was like i think a while before they like broke over here and got like a deal so i, I, I think there i was, thought that was how they got the record deal i don't think they got i think they got some kind of like australian thing out of that you know what i mean but it, it well they they always seemed so like i think just like produced. some and our person was like this is we should sell this people would buy this come over to america well, I, I th- but i always felt like they were really really produced is yeah. what i'm saying and, they and the set, like, if you hear the australian version of it it doesn't sound it's different yeah it doesn't hit the I, I miss that i yeah okay yeah out. so i that, only heard, found that recently because i was like yeah is this actually what they recorded for this contest but no they you know they redid it for their when they made this album even the re-recorded no, no, sure. one sounds a lot worse than i remember i feel like it's like not in time as like well as it should be it sounded really kind of i was it sounded rawer than i remember i suppose yeah it, it does sound like um like one of those like street bands at the yeah. the major major label and by major label like geffen or something like you know somebody that was picking up all these alternative bands was fucking uh I'll just get them in here. they record they were recorded it in some studio any studio i don't care whose studio how much can we afford just yeah. toss them in a fucking studio and have them play their fucking songs so and the second album doesn't sound like that no, which is they were rough around part of the, the edges on the first one for sure when we were growing up um i don't know if you guys ever heard this but like there was like I don't know if it's an urban legend or if it's just the real thing, but Silverchair was in reference to a Kurt Cobain lyric, and then some A and R person um, like misspelled their name. It was supposed to be Sliverchair. Yeah, I think that is. I heard him say that on MTV. Sliverchair was that yeah, a thing? It was That's a real on, thing because the Nirvana song Sliver. <laughs> Right, and they were like sliver chair, like a chair with slivers in it. And then, because right, I always, okay. I, I thought it was like a Narnia thing. Because isn't there that, like because yeah, Narnia is silver, yeah, which is just kind of a scary book too. So that'd be cool too, I guess. But I don't think. <laughs> but that, they were really going I, yeah, for Nirvana. I, until you said that. I forgot this, but I remember hearing that on like MTV uh, the, or reading the it name, in circus or some shit. It was named the after name Nirvana from a radio requests for sliver by nirvana and berlin chair by umi being mixed up as silver chair so there's some some radio dj accidentally said instead of sliver berlin chair it was silver chair and they took it so yeah it was totally nirvana uh, and whatever UMI, I don't know who UMI is. I don't That's either. Be a fun one to, I wonder if they're better than 311. But we'll do that next UMI. week. UMI, dude, Fucking, Crowder, I'm so impressed. Uh, you are Australian. You listen to three. You listen to uh, better than Ezra. Back in the I day, I liked the first album. Yeah, uh, me too. And I had, I bought the second one, and I actually remember this is. It's weird because of uh, how I get to prefix this as a. Fucking hated um, that song, man fucking at my lawyer's house and uh i had just just gotten the fucking uh better than ezra second cd 
and uh because the lawyer is like a family friend right is my my dad and stepmom's friend and so my dad and stepmom are, are off talking with their friend and i'm in their kitchen of this like nice fancy lawyer house listening to better than ezra just like <laughs> scanning through the song like listening for like 15 seconds and being like I, this is yeah. not as good as the last one, huh? Not as good uh, <laughs> as, as did the I last grow one. up or, or something? Yeah. Or is it me or is like, it My mom took me to Walmart to get that better than Ezra, and I had, I wanted I had that like a cassette song, tape, and I accidentally bought a Soul what? Asylum, oh. the Soul Asylum album, because <laughs> oh, I no. thought that was the same fucking band, and it ended up. Oh no! They suck too, man. Such, such a bummer them. to have the Soul Asylum cassette. I, I wanted that one song. I hate it better than Ezra. I thought that song sucked, but I listened to it on MTV and be like, what the fuck's that guy saying? But, uh, oh, that song sucks so much. I that think they like played it. Oh, yeah, I wish I would have hated alternative it. Alternative shit like that. I should have. Like, I always think of like the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It's just like good a collection good. of like the worst aspect of the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these just, bands that like all of a sudden wanted to be the Lemonhead. Right, or were yeah. like later, or just were the Lemonhead. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, there's there's like a, a handful of those those '90s bands, alternative '90s bands that are cool though, that are like not quite punk and not quite indie rock or what became what you would call indie rock. Uh, what about Super Drag Garage? You guys remember Super Drag? Yeah, like they're one of them. Yeah. Uh huh. I I kind of throw uh, them on every song. once in a while, and th- they seem like. I just like their melodies a lot. Can't and remember. They've got a couple of songs that I, I just can't shake. It's like Weezer. It's like in that pocket almost. Like they that. Had a that's video. just a good song, man. Yeah, it was, was like a, Who Sucked Out the Feeling? Who Sucked Out the that's... Feeling? Super Drag. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song. Look at D. I Fuck can write now. a melody. Jeremy gave me that CD. <laughs> but you know, I always get them mixed up with Super Chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't. I'm not sure which is which. Who I, I think Super Chunk might be a better band, but I get both of them mixed up and don't listen to either. To, like, to yeah, really for know, sure. You know? No, I think you're uh, absolutely right. Yeah. I was just about to say Space Hog is another one of those bands. I think I've heard that Space Hog maybe has a fucking like a decent All career if you go look into it. Space Hog. What was their song? It was like. Space Hog was oh, so man. fucking huge in sixth grade, and their song was. Um, it starts off with like the. Phone sound from- yeah, that shit. Oh, I, 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 I like that song. Not enough to buy the CD, but I thought that was pretty cool. It's like a little guitar. I, I had that CD too, and I don't, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I didn't like any of that enough to go out and buy it. I guess, but I got well, this. I there was a time was for me. Good. I got that just that, the single I still cassette. Think that's pretty good. It's a cool song. There was a time for me where my mom was. There was a when the Walmart opened up in Benton Harbor, and my mom would go fucking shopping at Walmart, and they had a fucking CD selection or the Meyer too, I think. And yeah. like, it's like you know, ten bucks for a CD back then, and then we're talking nineties. Fucking ten bucks isn't gonna break a poor family, dude. Fucking not like nowadays. So the kid goes and grabs a CD. I go over there and whatever fucking. I liked that one song. They went, whoa, it was good. <laughs> you got <laughs> a waha? The CD's like, yeah, I had that. I totally had that. You got a waha? Oh, yeah, it's over here, man. A lot of people have <laughs> been asking about that one. It's the, that fucking the, space the good hog. One? That guy, that was cool, man. You know, what was cool about music then was like, if it wasn't like, like you always knew by the time you got to the, the chorus, like it was going to be like 
like the shit would kick in by the chorus like even if it started off kind of like oh this is a little weak like by the chorus the guitars are gonna like get really distorted and the drums are gonna get louder as soon as creep as soon as creep got famous like once radiohead came around and they were like what it doesn't just have to be like distorted scary nirvana alice and chains well nirvana the pixies also and a lot of those bands did like the soft verse heavy chorus thing you know pixies that was kind of their signature right the space hog song nirvana but like doing more of like i think the pixies influenced them from like that sound like from what they were doing like on bleach and those like sure um, i get yeah i could i could see like that especially when you look mind. at yeah when you look at other things that kurt was into too like uh like feelers and fucking uh, uh fucking oh god where, what's that other fucking band it doesn't matter right now fucking the wipers fucking the like wipers. you you can you can hear riffs you can hear shit in there where you're like oh kurt you know that's Kurt Cobain right there. That's yeah. what he was fucking listening to. But but yeah, I guess uh, when you look at the Pixies, the Pixies do have more of that fucking. It'll come out with a little more cleaner or like a acousticy sure, type sure. of sounds. Kurt had this penchant not, for like quite. like kind of like random lyrics that seemed like he just kind of like would keep a journal and just took put, some drugs put shit together but i feel i feel like <laughs> yeah i feel like the silver chair scribbled some shit silver chair guy would like try to write like kurt cobain and it came off as like just the lyrics are fucking terrible but he was yeah. trying to do like kurt instead cobain of just thing. kind of being like guided by some kind of like cosmic genius you're just trying and it's yeah like working yeah there was yeah. I, I remember yeah. the the lyrics to that song it's called freak which was a pretty yeah. funny chorus yeah yeah, the chorus is yeah, hey, I'm a freak. I'm a freak. Of, but the opening line I think was uh, no more maybes, babies got rabies. And I yeah, even yeah, at yeah. like in seventh grade uh, heard that and was like, man, that's a bit like okay, here the second album, huh? That's that's where the uh seems it's in style to have the cold sore cream. Yeah. Yeah. Also, is that so when when I heard the babies got rabies thing, I was I went, Oh, those words rhyme. You know, like that's <laughs> If you're That's literally how they uh, uh baby rabies rhymes done check dude hand it to the fucking record company if and the record company's like oh this is almost better than what anthony kiedis has been giving us <laughs> if your question is it's pretty good too if you're hip to bad lyrics in seventh grade they're 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 bad lyrics man like yeah exactly because yeah, i could show you some of the really terrible ones i can't right with. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I listened yeah, to they, you know they're by a guy who knows that at least that knows that's bad. Remember Bush? One of my first songs. Bush was. Bad. Oh yeah, I remember Bush. Jesus Christ! Bush. Yeah. I'm glad. Should do Bush. I'm glad I didn't finish that sentence. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, was that's into a Bush. Quick one. I think they only got. I think they got like three albums, I right? Probably. I was only. I hated them when the the second album, but the first album I was very into for a, a, you know. A Me year too. Or whatever. Uh, Bush Bush is the band that like uh solidified on whole, on one album. Oh yeah. That 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 album solidified me playing guitar because we had a uh, a show and tell. You had to teach people in the class something, anything. You're tying your shoe, making a paper airplane <laughs> and uh I showed the class glycerine. how to play glycerin. <laughs> nice. Because, this is like just 10 come songs actually. And, and uh fucking i would love everybody to, i would love to see whole, that dude <laughs> the, 
class was just raging right. on me at like that fuck dude there was like i had some asshole rednecks like i had asshole rednecks what, in my fucking class what, whenever glycerin came okay. out i was playing it because it was on the radio you know i was probably 14 maybe 13 fucking uh well when it this, came uh, out the you, teacher well, the you, teacher was like the young new teacher in the school that was his shit and uh she came up behind me and like put her hands on my shoulders you know like right when i'm going into puberty and like said you remind me of my boyfriend Whoa. and that moment forward i was just like cool gonna, i am gonna fucking gonna play guitar. guitar just keep playing this shit i get music I now fucking <laughs> I am, yeah, this dickhead over here that's telling me I don't even know how to play guitar is gonna beat my ass at fucking lunch. I don't give a fuck about him. I'm gonna take my guitar and go get high, yeah. and not go to lunch and fuck all this, you know? Which I did. I, I definitely did. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I I think it was a better choice. That's we still graduated on time. That album came out. Yeah. That song, everything Zen. The oh, the way that song opens is pretty cool, though. <laughs> Like the way it like just kicks right in the guitar like that shit's pretty tight. I'm I'm down with that. Like there's like like a, five seconds that it's really really sick. But it's, it's like a song. super compressed like 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 wah pedal super distorted slide shit's of a guitar. Shit's yeah. cool, man. Even in my middle like middle school like like uh that was when the word poser was going around for the first time and people would be like that guy's a po- bush listening skateboarding poser or something like they even like bush became like branded with like just fake grunge or something it was like there was a they line were, yeah, they mean, were and they were pretty much but i mean like this the was middle album, school so Steve like Albini kids started album. to you like you know People could kind of tell the 1994. difference. 1994. I feel like he was too good looking or something, you know? 94. Right, so yeah, I was yeah. like in the fifth grade when that came out. People, even that, though the Glycerine was on the radio for like 20 years, so that could yeah. be anytime. I, I was probably like 12. Yeah. I was probably 12 when that, yeah. And then Machine Head was another one. Machine Head, that was cool. Come Down. <laughs> Come Down. Um, Man, Bush And again, awesome. I had just learned the power <laughs> chord see. when this came out, like when, when I got the CD. So like, I just sat down. I was like, I can play all these songs. These are all, it's yeah. all, just a few things. Like this All is, of these bands it, that we're talking about are totally my point about Silverchair, too. Is, is that it was just like, <laughs> these bands were a dime a dozen back then. You just fucking threw a fucking hook out there with no bait and you had 12 alternative bands. It would give you a hit single. Yeah, it's a different it time. Shit's crazy. It was awesome. Because <laughs> you could play all of them. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> you know? yeah, they, they, yeah. People really thought that was cool, man. It was just like this, like a trick, man. Like this, all these songs are just like the same thing. It's really easy. Like you just gotta listen for what the note is, and you just play up and down until you find it, and then you just play them in the right order, and it's the same yeah. shape everywhere. You just move it around, like that blew yep. my mind. And then it was maybe there's a little tiny lick. I was like, as soon as I learned the power chord, I didn't even like know how to play guitar but i was just instantly able to like hear like any grunge or like alternative song and learn it because it was just like it's in like this area i know I'm, i'll just go between these two strings and i can find the place and oh, that's what we were talking about so doing a we were talking about doing a real grunge band a little bit ago you know we were talking about either alice in chains or uh yeah. soundgarden and uh which i i'd be down for either but Soundgarden's the one that i've never really dove into i haven't either just never got into them. i never have either um but 
that the that once the first song that I ever when I picked up a guitar when I bought my guitar and had a guitar of my own and was like I'm gonna learn an actual song here uh, was Alice in Chains that Heaven Beside You didn't know how to play at all was just like that's pretty cool. was just sitting there hitting the fucking nose oh that's if I could play fucking Alice in Chains it's right here oh it's really fucking it's four notes right right (laughs) with like a bendy thing cool they were always a guitar band in my my mind back then like i knew that they were part of that era but like they were more guitar band than like even nirvana or something i felt like yeah they had like they were like closer to allman brothers or something yeah yeah, i couldn't play anything else by them but you know i started picking up other fucking chains because they kind of come more from like the 80s like in a way like yeah they were almost like a hair metal band for at sure. one point yeah. like, almost so they like yeah they have a lot of like solos and big riffs and like you don't hear it like, in a different way than like they don't have as much of the punk thing or whatever that's no, true you know, no, it was no, a good and i was more into the punk thing and, um like, like Nirvana, a southern you know, rock they're thing. more from that world you know the melvins like bands like but uh what about Mad Season? That was a pretty tight record. Like I'll put that on sometimes, and that was like Who did it? it's like Lane Staley and like uh, I think Mike McCready and like the drummer from the Screaming Trees and like hmm. I think some other some guy one of them met a rehab playing bass. What's it and, called? Uh, it's called Mad Season. It's pretty awesome. It's got some really yeah. good stuff on it. It's it's very different. It's like Super it's like group. an alternative. It's like 95 6 Lane Staley's the singer it's pretty sweet cool. what it's kind why of why does it Chris Chris Cornell's associated he with might it. sing on a song you know they got some buddies coming. Mark and Mark Lanigan yeah he's on a few songs Mark Lanigan's sweet yeah his solo shit's awesome yeah it's 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 all right I read anyway, his book it's, a... it's one of the most fucked up fucking I was like anxious the whole time I was reading it. Like it's just the most really? fucked up dope stories and shit you've ever. Like the guy just was insane, man. And he talks about that mad season. He like did like three, you know, went over there like, you know, shot dope and wrote a couple of songs with like Lane and sang for like th- maybe three and a half hours and like made like, like like they gave him like some really generous royalty on it. And so like he was just like getting like pretty good checks for it like and he was like a junkie and he like had them sent like to where his accountant couldn't get them so he could use the money for like to have more money for drugs and it's like when he got clean like he got this like half a million dollar tax bill for all like the penalties and like i think he worked he said he worked it out where like i think they would take like fifty thousand cash or something like that and he like some record friend of like label friend of his signed him to a deal for that amount and like sent the check to the irs or some oh, shit that's why you but, never go uh, clean man you just gotta stay on the yeah. couch dude that book is so crazy like this guy's like you think of like someone you would go see in a band and they're like like they have like they're like living with like two crackheads like selling crack out of their apartment to like pay for dope and crack <laughs> and Jesus like Christ. that's like the singer of a band you're like seeing on jay leno <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he'd be like, "Yeah, we did this performance. Like I, I did a shot of dope and like passed out like with my head off the bed 
for like so long that when I woke up, I had bile in my throat, so I couldn't sing and like talk the whole day, like just shit like that. You go back and watch it, like, oh yeah, that that does sound fucked up. <laughs> like it was just just the craziest shit. And then like it gets yeah. crazier to the point of like when he like hits bottom, like where he's just like homeless and like it, like him on tour in Europe, like just trying to get like chase like not being dope sick and trying to score dope in like the middle of like snowstorms in Europe like on tour like just the craziest shit man and if you do the audiobook he reads it so it's like it's hard to hear <laughs> you get he that Mark Lanigan voice. voice dude it's intense if you get the audiobook it's pretty fucking intense I was entertained that's great it's a good book that's way that's better than Silverchair in and of itself definitely listening to you talk about Mark Lanigan's <laughs> book dude, is it's, better it than so Silverchair it was so crazy definitely worth a, worth an audible credit if you do that shit Free did trial. you uh did either of you listen to any of the post silver chair uh works wait like From solo uh, stuff yeah i didn't yeah, even yeah. think to look for that so that's what he's been up to huh well so the the uh anorexic guy unfortunately that's gonna be what i'm calling him now because i can't think of his name I think his name's daniel uh, sure daniel maybe something. yeah Da- Daniel Paul Johns. Daniel Johns. Three names. Three first names. Yeah, how about Oof. that? Uh, he has a, a duo called the Disassociatives, and he has a duo called Dreams. Dreams is like don't have much poppy, electronic-y, kind of say still alt-rock type of stuff. They're both still kind of alt-rock. Uh, it's awful. It's, it's fucking garbage. Oh my god, it's bad. So um, don't look that up. <laughs> but he's doing he's tried some stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, he kept, you I know think what spinning one of the guys kept really producing and one of the guys plays bass in some other band so i gotta say uh, man i think you convinced me that like i respect i now kind of respect silver chair for like trying to be artists and like a lot of the other bands we've had on here they just made tomorrow skin over and over and over again bands like Never, here's you know another I mean? thing the, the weezer Here, here's the far superior bands tell you to chill pussed out right just made like by the just end corn weezer and the counting crows Surrender. all sound the same silver chair sounds different give them they, that um, they they complained on their last album that the album previous to it had too much of the uh the record company had too much input and i think this band suffered from that like big time Maybe in a good that. way, maybe not. Especially being but... young. Uh oh, Ty's just disappeared. He was he, pissed. You offended him. He looked like he was gonna throw up for a second there. He was like, "Fuck this yeah. piece of shit, motherfucker!" How dare Can't you believe say that shit. What did Paul you Johns. I just oh, DPJ. He's... <laughs> no more babies. I disappeared. <laughs> we, we okay, Ty? You back? I'm back. Just had to throw up for a <laughs> okay. second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Talking about Mark Lanigan, company. I had to do a quick shot of dope. <laughs> yeah. All this dope talk got me. <laughs> I was glad you. A little story there reminded me. I was like, ah, I'm a little late for my shot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have what do you say if you don't have a hero problem you will soon <laughs> sorry guys i couldn't talk for a second i had a bunch of bile in my throat yeah, dude, that was so out up. Of 
Yeah, probably no, like, not. Like, like, it out like to where it's like it's just like seeped into his throat. That, that's like that's that's like. So you almost like you almost choked on your own vomit is what you're telling yeah. me. Is it, is well, it's even worse. Than, no, I because maybe it's like acid kind of, reflux. It's like 10? acid reflux, but you're like in prolonged this position for you know like so many hours knotted off just think about what that's doing to God, his fucking, that's fucking like, oh, awful man. dude it's like ulcers up and down any yeah. of those stories are those are the it saddest stories there. you can find you can come upon man just like dope sick people half dying and shit like did you guys oh, ever get just the, the insanity spark, of hanging horse? on to it yeah that guy killed himself oh yeah well he like yeah but like did he, kill he like got I can't remember, but he like passed out and just fell backwards. But his on, he was like on his knees, but then he passed out backwards for like hours, and then he couldn't like oh, walk yeah. for a while. Anyway, I don't don't want to tell. I've heard, that was from dope. Just from dope, yeah. I heard up, about that happening to someone with ayahuasca. They took it by themselves oh, and like passed out like that and like almost died because like it cut off their circulation and like I think they like went into a coma or something. God, I fucking hell. hate that shit. That's man. crazy. That's some yeah. of the craziest shit about dope is you get so high that you could like just fall in a position where you like you're losing an arm just because you fucking passed out. <laughs> you just fall down. You feel great. <laughs> just, yeah, right. Fuck. It must be awesome. Fuck those man. drugs. It must be so it's good. Not worth it. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> it must be. Awesome. Wait, wait. We were talking about it on the, I don't know if it was on the last podcast with the other homies, but the fucking, uh, like, man, I did not like opiates. You know, I've, some people fucking... don't have a tolerance for it. Like uh, Adam, he, uh, he's never been able to take, uh, even like a Viking, like, Viking and stuff. It doesn't even do anything for him except make him sick. Really? Yeah, me too. So if he takes enough, maybe even feel it. He gets like, he'll throw up. He gets like violently ill. We went and saw a cold play. So this was the year 2000, I believe I was like. I don't know if I was even old enough to drive. No, I must have been. I was like a junior in high school. And my friend was really into British rock. And he was like, he was going into the Navy. And so he was like, you come see this band Coldplay with me. We're going to go to Chicago and we'll stay at my dad's house. Take the train in. I'd never heard of Coldplay. He's like, they sound like Radiohead. It was at the Aragon Ballroom. It was 20 bucks. (laughs) This was before they were like this major band, you know. And, uh, but the, we got this kid to come with us who stole a bunch of Vicodin from his dad. And so we all took him and Burke is at the concert and he got really sick and put, he's like trying to find a trash can, puts his hand over his mouth and pukes and it shoots through his fingers and like projects on it. Just all these fucking people. He said he like could see people get nailed with his yes. puke and it just fucking hurls at a trash can in the Coldplay concert. That's what I expect. But I remember, like, I remember, like, going into the bathroom from the Aragon Ballroom and, like, sniffing, like, the rest of a Vicodin off of, like, a newspaper (laughs) on the toilet seat, like, thinking, like, this probably isn't where my life should be headed right now, you know? That's your rock bottom at a Coldplay concert, man. Yeah, I was, like, only 17 or 16. Seventeen. Oh man, Vicodin's so awful to fucking snort too. It's yeah, it's like a terrible idea. It's chalky just, it's not, and you're not gonna get enough. And... You're not gonna be able to get enough up. Yeah, there no. Make a difference. Nope. Just eat I it. did that. Just I did that with, with my little. Like higher. the first time I partied with my little brother, I did that, and I was like, I did a line that I was like, I just want you to know that I don't do this very often. <laughs> and then like he did. Was one, I involved like, with this? Yeah, <laughs> but then he goes. He, <laughs> well, then he does one. Then he goes. I mean, I pro- I do it kind of often. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
mean, there was just oh, shit. We were both kind of embarrassed about like the Adderall. extent of which we were partying, you know. That's I miss Ritalin. It's all good now that we didn't we didn't go off the rails. Well, I used to, yeah, I like um, you know, my g- girlfriend at the time had a prescription to it, and she wouldn't take it, so I would just always have like a stash of that stuff. Ritalin or Vicodin? Ritalin, not Vicodin. Nah, yeah. It's better to no, snort right. it because okay. it doesn't last as long. Yeah, riddle. Like, well, that's the idea before with they, riddle. You don't want it to last so. I, that's why that's I would do it. Yeah, I want it to last. Yeah, that's, so long. that's what was tight about it. It was like you know the the closest thing you were gonna get to uh like cocaine. You know, for free. Right. You know, it was just it was just around. Yeah. You know, like it would just be like. Well, I remember like the times we would like try to get coke and couldn't be like well we can go to Colin or like I should say we can go to what's her name's house and get some <laughs> like we just do a bunch of riddle and feel like shit and talk all night yeah yeah I remember we did a bunch and went and saw Great White at the Venetian Festival and my uncle lived like <laughs> we were like we were in my uncle's backyard because he lived like, by the stage because it was just uh, like I, well even I mean, we thought Great White sucked but it was just like something you yeah. know like let's do it. we were like we were trying to get like Coke to go do it and then like, Aren't those, those, that's, that's the band where fuck ton of people died at their yeah, show right yeah. yeah that's unfortunate I was at a fish concert when that happened I was in the hotel in between shows <laughs> in Cincinnati Ty was there too I think and I uh, was. We saw the way the you news. said that made me made me think that at the fish show that no, happened that also happen. not it was 2003. Yeah. February twentieth, two thousand three. Dang, dang, pretty fun time oh. for me. Not so much for February. Yeah, well, God, it must <laughs> have been the twenty first. So I most... heard of it though, because yeah, I think the twentieth. Well, anyhow, we don't need to get into that. We already did that podcast, right? We Drugs are bad. <laughs> yeah, we Drugs did. Drugs are bad. Me. Anyhow, I should. I don't do any of these things. Oh, of course, but uh, fucking any kind I just, of stuff like that. But you know, this is if like I was in Great White <laughs> and that happened to me, like, like I would, man, that would ruin me. Oh man, that would ruin me. Like you're you're in the two thousands, right? Like what Great White? What was Great White's hit even? Uh, what's their like, song? They're not, they're not good. They were never like a, like the what's cool the band. White you know, what I'm, uh, I'll song. look it up. I can't say no, but Great like, White. Great White, you know, they had a song. You'll know it. Are they as good oh, as Silver White Snake? It's not White Snake. It's not. Once Bitten, Twice Shy. Once Bitten, Twice Shy. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so, like, you know, by 2003, they're like. Well, I guess Once Bitten, Twice Shy was 1989, but that's like the end of a fucking dying era of that type of like hard rock arena metal bullshit so by 2003 you're you're looking at being a fucking playing county fairs and casinos almost you know and then like you get known as the band that had the doors lock (laughs) on a fucking venue that like trapped people inside a burning death machine why do pyrotechnics in a club like that that just seems like a bad idea that's like spinal God. tap of like serious consequences, yeah, but like real serious. <laughs> like that was that's fucked. I mean, that would be such a horrifying thing to like just the chaos of that and like getting like the stampede of people. Like I don't know, like a dark, like tight club like that. It's already uncomfortable. Like what year did that happen? Two thousand three. Jesus Christ! I mean, it was like not... when we were like at that of. Uh, Fish uh, since during the fish show, yeah, the place where all the people died at the Who concert, the same place. 
Is that the we same We were in place? line and all these people were pushing it and someone oh, was there yelling, <laughs> The Who, man! That's Remember the Who! We the whole yeah, fuck, I forgot yeah. about that. Make it seems like so many more people should have died at concerts in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Who, when you man. watch like those old Grateful Dead shows, and there's just like some guy crazy on acid, just like lighting off bombs behind the band, dude, that, that doesn't seem <laughs> seems that seems cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Mickey had dynamite one time. There's video of that where they used some dynamite, and I guess it was like, really like shockingly loud, and they were like, "We're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> we probably shouldn't do that again." Let's not um, do that anymore. What the f- <laughs> fuck, man? I was gonna say that's something. like uh, uh, the well, we both know somebody. We all know somebody that would show up. Uh, one time, I was over at Geo's folks' house. And they showed up and they were like, "Hey, I made this like quarter stick of dynamite. Mind if I set it off?" And Geo's dad's like, "Oh yeah, of course. All right, Gio, just go down to the beach. Let's fucking go down to the beach. Fucking light that shit off. Fucking cool." That's tight. People, I love that house. Do that shit around where I live, like yeah. here in the summer. For sure. Yeah. I'll, you go out there, people are blowing off. My friends live down just down the street from his parents' house, and like their neighbors have like a cannon. They just shoot. They, <laughs> two of them have cannons, <laughs> and they, they signal back and forth to each other while they drink in the summer. <laughs> I'm like, it's crazy uh, yeah, out right. there. Everybody's just this getting. This is how we communicate out here. <laughs> all weekend and the all, every night in the summer. Everybody's just getting wasted and like. Shooting cannons and fire. That's where I live, hillbillies getting drunk, shooting off fireworks every fucking weekend. Yeah, <laughs> fucking up. It's like so obnoxious. Uh, July, it sounds oh awful. God. I mean, I don't really care, but like with kids, they hear that shit. They don't like it. I got to go down there. I got to deal with that. Come on. Man. Oh, it's like where where you're like where you're at too. You guys, both both the like Michigan in general is just like where people from Chicago go for their fucking summer homes. And as much as it sounds awesome to me to have a fucking home out in the middle of the sticks that you can drive out to and fucking fire guns off and shoot fucking illegal fireworks off into the air, sounds sweet. Sounds fucking great. I don't want to live around that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, luckily we figure don't have any summer homes. That would be uh, that would be annoying. I'm surprised you don't. You gotta. It seems like the kind of place I mean, out there where you're at. Yeah, but like you'd have to be a few miles away. I mean, I don't know. There's yeah. there are Chicago people. They're that usually go more on that Lake live, Michigan. Uh, well, definitely. But there's people that live on like, um, they go up to like. There's like all these inland lakes, you know. So you have a place on like any one of the inland lakes. You get that for sure. I had a. I uh, was at a thing where I was trying to throw rocks at this kid's drone. So we're having this party. <laughs> and these people were from Chicago. Was, you know, it's like some eleven-year-old kid, but it was he was really being creepy. You know, there's women in bathing suits like creeping on him with this fucking drone. <laughs> his dad got mad. We tried to throw rocks at him. It's like, well, get the fucking drone out of here, dumbass. No one yeah, asks you fucking, to fucking like... have it hover. No one wants to listen to your little fucking drone hover over their head for ten minutes. Or you're looking motherfucker, at motherfucker, you came. Like, where you came from, it's fucking illegal to fly the fucking things. You know what it's like to fucking, that, like, fucking figure it out. Keep yeah. it by your own shit, man. Yeah, You're the reason, your fucking kid's the reason why you can't fucking fly them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but anyhow, these people live on an inland lake, and they're annoyed by their, like, Chicago neighbors. 
Yeah. Um, but where I used to live on that lake at the house I rented, the neighbors, they they were like the people's kids that owned the house and they lived in Chicago. But it was all right because they were not around that much. And they were like, they were fine. But like, it was kind of nice to not have anyone there most of the year. A little more private. And they would like let us yeah, use yeah. their dock and shit. They were pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I have a friend who's got a house in northern Michigan and his dad is just... Is of somebody I, I just love. He's fucking hilarious, and there's a million and a half stories about him. But went over there when he was showing me his new property and where they were building, and he's like, goes onto the back porch and just kind of like kicks open the window. He's like, pulls out a gun and just starts shooting into the backyard. And like, look, you can just kind of murder out the back door here if there's like fucking deer or anything. You just can murder right out the back. He just he has a chair there and he just sits there drinking, shooting, shooting fucking shit out the back. Jesus Christ. There's a. There's a recklessness involved there. I don't think... I don't know if there's anything saying I couldn't shoot a gun off the deck into the nature preserve. I I don't really want to. But I kind of want to, but I'm not gonna. But, uh... Do you have a gun? It annoys me when people shoot guns. And, like, the people that shoot guns are, like... They don't do it that often. And when they do, it's just fucking annoying to listen to. And they're probably at least a couple miles away. Or a mile away. None of my I mean, your neighbors are close enough where yeah it would where be I like, wouldn't it would be kind of shocking but I don't think anybody would call the police yeah but not for like one round one or two yeah, probably just not take a couple shots I don't know I don't know if I it's don't... illegal I don't live in like any kind of like um I don't think they I don't know if they're they probably shouldn't but I don't know I guess my point I, I, my... I knew a guy go ahead I knew I knew a guy in Berrien County that uh I mean he was kind of fucking wild but fucking you know out in the didn't fucking matter where he would just like went over to his house one day and he was like fucking shotgun sitting on the fucking kitchen table yeah like pointed at the glass door and he was like oh man earlier oh there was a deer and a rabbit and i just opened this thing up and i got and he had like a like a you know like a chain like a six shot like feed to his fucking shotgun type of thing he's like i just fucking bumped out just like six shots buck spray got both of them dropped them right there right in my backyard man it's like oh (laughs) oh yeah there's a recklessness once you're like you're just so secluded and out in the solitude just like my guns are everywhere in case i need them and i never need them really but i'm gonna start shooting shooting some shit that's when when I was in Alaska, I thought about getting one. Eventually, you end up like the fucking guy in Mayhem. You got to play with guns out in the woods in Norway. I don't think that's... Wake up in a pizza. Not bed. what eventually happened. <laughs> I don't think that's... It's a slippery yeah, slope. Around, if they were living in the city, they probably wouldn't have had a shotgun. They probably wouldn't that's have what had I'm that saying. cover. Dude, we gotta do the cover where the guy's laying in pizza... <laughs> we gotta do that. We have to hey, do that. Fin- finish, uh, finish, fucking. I want it to be Sean when he had dreadlocks. We get a picture, we Photoshop somehow. <laughs> I, someone has to have a picture of him passed out, fucked up looking. But fit, we'll do, we'll do it for thanks for nothing. Yeah, It'll dude. Be... And it's Sean <laughs> with dreadlocks. Oh, can you please make that happen somehow? And make yeah, sure. yeah, I probably Sean can. could be if the mask find... in that video. We can certainly make that him. But I want his dreadlocks. Him like as a piece of shit with dreadlocks. That, that blew my mind. That video. Out in the pizza. <laughs> you just yeah. got to finish the albums. Fin- finish them. 
Mix them. That shouldn't. I don't even think I need to do anything. To... Okay, Fellas, I, I got a split it, soon. Yeah, let's. Uh, what do you think about? Um, let's, yeah, that's oh yeah, call. we're good call. we're talking yeah. about something else. This is a, we're doing a podcast, well, not just talking. What's the verdict, huh? Man, I mean, so Three Eleven's probably better at music. I, I just, I, you know, I don't have a connection to them like Silverchair. Like, they definitely were pretty cool at uh, when I was like eleven. <laughs> so I don't want to say, man. Uh, you had to give them a tie. I don't know. You want to say is Three Eleven worse? I've been saying Silverchair is worse than Three Eleven. But yeah, I've been chewing that. on this today like too a... because, like, uh, objectively, I think they're probably better than Three Eleven. But I would actually like like to listen to Three Eleven more, or and, like I'd prefer Three Eleven now. I don't know because I can sort of like Three Eleven right now. Yeah, I could like listen to them and sort of tune it out, and it would it wouldn't annoy me as much. <laughs> Do you guys want to listen? If we to take out the first album, worse than Three Eleven. Yeah, probably um, so. I, there's a there's a solid place that, in my heart for Silverchair that 311 yeah, does not occupy at feel. all. Yeah, that's how I feel. But like, obviously, better musicians. Obviously, I mean, even for whatever their lyrics are worth, they're be- way better than whatever Silverchair is doing. 311 seems mm-hmm. to have some sense of like an yeah. identity as a band. Where Silverchair does seem to be like whatever they were. Then they just they were like this. They had some ideas of their own, and then they just kind of became some record company project for like a lot of albums. That it does seem like that for sure. Ah, uh, God, so, that seems like we're kind of pussyfooting around though. Three Eleven wins, but yeah. Oh, I, I, I the whole time I thought seven or seven eleven seven three <laughs> three eleven is seven eleven is better than silver, 311. silver eleven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, silver silver chair. The whole time I thought was worse than than three eleven in general. It was just. Everything was just a little too mundane, a little too it didn't like what was happening you you 11, at the time. That's why. Also, that yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, be objective uh, fully. Can you imagine first, if Three Eleven tried had... to make like a glam rock album? Like <laughs> listening no. to the first Silverchair album to end to hear their fifth album, which was sort of glam rocky. It's sort of fucking bizarre, really. It's it's something. It's different, I suppose. But Three Eleven kind of knows what they are. And that's what they are. Yeah, it's a that the the only thing that I could say about Silverchair is that they they do attempt at some small points to add a different structure other yeah. than first course type of shit. Where you go, where they go into like you said, kind of the like glam rock type of thing. Yeah, uh, and as I, and as I was calling it later on, the more like going into modern day indie rock or mm. whatever you want to call that, like pop indie shit that happens nowadays. Uh, so it, it, there's like some positive things that I would argue they do a little bit better. And like the, the bad lyrics, I mean, 311's got bad lyrics, but I think Silverchair might have them beat. Yeah. So either way, uh, yeah, they broke, yeah, I guess it's just, they broke up worse. like five years ago and I think they re- they're getting back together. So we might have to do a Silverchair part two. They... Said they were done, and then in 2020 they released two singles. Oh, did they? That I think were were previously released oh, okay. on something, but they re-released them and put them up on like streaming services and shit. And everybody thought maybe they were doing another thing. Supposedly they had a second, uh, another album already recorded oh. after 
whatever this one was and they uh were in the studio on it for a while before they were like you know what no we just not and they broke up okay so there is an album there's a, there's a whole other album that they never released Floating apparently around. did you guys Release see the, the album? offspring no. video <laughs> i didn't listen to it okay. i didn't know uh-huh. uh-huh. i'll go ch- i'll go check it out uh, to get back to you on that yeah okay <laughs> yeah <sighs> Was, is it bad? You? It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't have anything to say about it. It's just such a bummer. It's like worse than three eleven. It's offensive. It's it's is like it worse than three eleven. Oh yeah, it's so worse than three eleven. Oh my god. Yeah. There, is like, there like <laughs> kind of like a type riff? In Shit there? doesn't even make sense. Like there's a girl in a bedroom and she's being attacked by her cell phone, but the cell phone has the offspring insignia on it so it's like what are you saying like the cell phones are bad but your uh, is offspring bad i don't get what the message is it's so fucking stupid and uh yeah it's all it's really bad i don't know i don't know does it does the cell phone tell the tell the girl to go outside and take off a mask because that's what i would expect it almost does but you know what's in there he does call some girl a bitch in it which is like in every offspring song so it's like classic offspring so <laughs> yeah yep yep that's yeah. about right yeah also you know increasingly more inappropriate as times go by thanks dexter holland dexter. again Are you, he just he just keeps fucking coming up that motherfucker just keeps coming up on this fucking show yeah i'm Can't sorry fucking escape him this one was my fault it's not even it's not it's not it's like not even when i'm doing them with you guys it's with other people too all of really? a sudden dexter <laughs> holland steps into the equation everybody's like man that fucking guy though it's like right Right, oh, All dude, right. dude, dude. Before we go, before we go, this is something we talked about in the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. So you like kind of have some knowledge, but all right. So Mark Lanigan book, he's you know telling all these CD stories, and then one night he's in Grand Rapids, and like two girls that like say they're like like of age, but he's just kind of like a little suspicious about. Ask them if they want to go party with at their at their friend's house, and there's going to be like drugs and shit. And he's also like a sex addict, you know. This guy's got like. A lot of problems. And the guy's name is Blackie. <laughs> oh, fuck. And so he goes to this guy's house and, like, like Blackie's making out with the girl that he's, like, concerned is, like, not of age. And, like, yeah, he yeah. gets paired up with, like, the girl who's older. And uh, he has to use the bathroom. And he, he's guys like, go around the corner. And he's, like, the bathroom is just, like, plastered, like, wallpaper with pictures of this kid that he kind of recognizes, and then he realizes it's Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> and it's, like, in, like, this, like, totally weird, like, sex dungeon bachelor pad. And, like, it creeps him out so much that he just, like, splits. Like, he, like, gets out of there and, like, finds a way to get, like, to his hotel. He's, like, oh, so man. creeped out by it. And I was, like, oh, was... that adds up with the... I, I'm so seriously convinced that like 90% of Hollywood is is like these like Texas Chainsaw Massacre type yeah. families, except for instead of being like cannibal, California. Fucking, they're, they're, they're like doing song and dance numbers and like raping little kids. So, just like the whole family, like Shia LaBeouf and fucking Anthony Kiedis are fucking hanging out with their dads with fucking 14 year old little I, I girls. I read about this on a forum. Have you ever heard of this guy named Q? Hmm. <laughs> you should check this out. I got some shit you should read, man. <laughs> I got some shit you should read. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, like, like uh, two uh, things I, could be true at the same time. Like, you're right. You actually are right about one thing. 
You're just wrong about everything else about it. But you are right about like the premise. That generally is true. Seems to be. It. I mean, there's. It just seems to be a trend. Seems like maybe amongst... QAnon is like an app to like just put the make it on too unpopular to talk about. Um, I mean, it's it's you know, Jeffrey right? Epstein, it's... et cetera. Because now, if you're it's, like it's... saying, "Well, what about that?" Like, "Oh, what are you like QAnon?" Like I just did to you. No, that's what it's totally about. You know, if I that's were going to like, that's why it exists. Like, uh, some kind of intelligence leak that maybe would be a motivation I would have. I don't know. I mean, anyhow, it's like people. It's that's like my people other don't podcast. know what rhetoric is, huh? That's going to be Propag- when uh, I launch us uh, in the like is three. I, I do want to do is like nine eleven worse than three eleven, <laughs> and I want to do a whole deep dive into like. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, that was the point of this podcast from the beginning. We got to get know, to building that point. seven and uh, yeah. Kroll Industries. And I've got uh, questions. Get into, <laughs> I got questions. Just ask a question. <laughs> just ask a question. I just watched an 11 hour documentary on YouTube. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm literally watching a QAnon documentary on HBO right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard that was pretty good. It's kind of a puff piece, but it's good. fucking interesting about like the players behind it, but I'm on the episode where they, they're convinced Steve Bannon is Q. And, uh, uh yeah, that's no all way. I have to say about that. No way, man. Anyhow, no wasn't way. he in prison when, okay, whatever. So for chair tomorrow, oh, is Q so and I worse than three alive? Fat boy. Q. Yes. Fat boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it sure is. All right. Anyways, don't vote Trump guarantee in this if we look in all that capital footage we'll find a guy in a 311 shirt and i think we should actually spend the time to do that that would be pretty cool we won't rest until we find that guy we are the youth we'll take your fascism away Need to go so crazy.